Welcome to Educate with Dr. Jefferson, the talk show that makes the connections between research, policies, and practitioners that are too often missing from the American education system. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jonathan Jefferson. Good day, listeners. Welcome to Educate with Dr. Jefferson. I am your host, Jonathan Jefferson. You can learn more about me at my show page on TalkZone.com. Today, we are going to discuss kid power and doing right by our kids. Today is the 25th episode of my show, and it is also the 25th anniversary of Kid Power. Kid Power is an excellent follow-up to our show on June 18th with Bill Belzey on bullying. My guest today, Dr. Amy Tiemann, is an award-winning author and educator who plays a central role in today's conversation about parenting and child safety. She is a senior program leader and the North Carolina Center co-director for Kid Power, Teen Power, Full Power International. Kid Power is a global nonprofit leader dedicated to providing effective and empowering child protection, positive communication, and personal safety skills for all ages and abilities. These skills help to prevent and stop most bullying, violence, and abuse, as well as to help create cultures of caring, respect, and safety for everyone, everywhere. Since 1989, Kid Power has served over 3 million children, teens, and adults, including those with special needs, through its workshops and educational resources. Dr. Tiemann, welcome to the show. It's so great to be with you. Thank you for having me. Hey, I appreciate you coming on on such short notice. Uh, Dr. Tiemann, what is Kid Power, Teen Power, Full Power International? Kid Power is a, it's a grassroots movement that has grown from one concerned mom in Santa Cruz, California, 25 years ago, to reach all around the world. Um, I was just in California for Kid Power's 25th anniversary conference last weekend, and it was amazing. There were people from 10 country, more than 10 countries around the world who came from as far away as India, Australia, New Zealand, Germany, everywhere, Canada, Mexico. And what Kid Power does is we teach personal safety skills to kids and to their families. And these are skills that let children uh, operate in the world with more confidence and, and safety and independence. Excellent. Now, do you believe that the, the fact that so many countries are represented is in some way tied to the fact that the world has become so much smaller with the Internet and instant access to information, so we're kind of dealing with the same issues internationally? You know, I think we're dealing with very human issues and global issues. Um, and the great thing about Kid Power is it's taking a positive approach. So we can talk about strengthening relationships and being more aware of how our actions impact other people as well as setting you know, strong boundaries when people are doing things that bother us. But, um, yes, it really is global, and the Internet has definitely been a blessing in that aspect because I know for years Kid Power was doing uh, coaching by mail or over the phone, and now we can have Skype, video chats, and it really has shrunk the world down to a much more uh, accessible size, it feels like. Excellent. So how did this organization begin? Well, Irene Vondersand, in 1989, uh, she was a mom taking her son, daughter, and Girl Scout troop out on just a little day trip in Santa Cruz, California, and a man came up um, and was triggered by the sight of a mom with a group of little little kids, and he 
got really scary. He said, I'm going to take one of those girls as my bride. And Irene got over her moment of panic. She stepped up and she said, you can't do that. And she got the bystanders who were standing by to help her because everyone kind of froze. You know, there's this, this moment of of just utter confusion or panic or freezing. She got through that and she directed the people around her to get through that and um, said, you have no right to speak to the girls that way. And, uh, you know, and he, he went away and they were they were okay. But she likes to say the kids were okay because they had seen that Irene stood up and protected them and kept them safe. But she was pretty shaken by the experience. So she uh, knew a lot of people in the field of self-defense and martial arts, and she teamed with psychologists and law enforcement and experts from a number of relevant fields to create kit power. And so the program um, really is it's such an excellent program. Um, I actually lived in the Bay Area near Santa Cruz for a long time, but I didn't start working with Kid Power until I came to North Carolina, and such a good program that I decided, even though I have to go back and forth across the country, um, it was the program I wanted to work with. Excellent. Now, um, didn't Irene write a book prior to starting Kid Power, or was it, or did it happen at the same time? And, and what's the name of that book again? She has written a number of books. Um, the books that your listeners may be most interested in, I think, would be the Kid Power book for caring adults. That gives the whole program um, in one comprehensive book. And then there's also a book called Bullying that's all about bullying. That is about to be reissued this fall in a brand-new edition called Face Bullying with Confidence. And so I would keep an eye out for that book. Um, and that's also... The title came from a Kid Power article called Face Bullying with Confidence that is the most popular article they've ever published on uh, kidpower.org. Awesome. So you can so, get that article you know, right right now. Your, your listeners can uh, read that for free on kidpower.org in their, in their extensive library of free, free resources. Okay, great. And I definitely encourage my listeners after the show <laughs> to, to check out the links that we included on the site, including kidpower.org. So exactly how does Kid Power approach personal safety issues such as bullying in schools? Well, there are two levels, I would say, to that question. On the level of children, we teach children directly skills that can really help them in all sorts of safety situations, including bullying. Um, everything from Walking with awareness, calm, and confidence. You know, we, we found that people will bother you less and listen to you more if you can carry yourself in a way that appears aware, calm, and confident. And in all our workshops with kids, we are actually practicing. We're not lecturing with that, at them. We're not just telling them what to do. But we say, okay, now we're going to practice walking with awareness, calm, and confidence. And we have everyone get up, and uh, we show them the right way to do things, we mold them toward progress, toward the correct way of doing things. It's very positive, upbeat, fun, and when we're working with kids, there's never anything scary or intimidating. So on that level, we're working directly with kids, and I can talk more about the different skills to help kids um, deal with bullying, but before I get too far into that, I wanted to say the other level that is equally important is the adult leadership level because really the leadership needs to come from the top, and that includes principal, teachers, parents. You really need to get the adults on board with creating a culture of caring, respect, and safety. And so um, 
ultimately child safety is an adult responsibility. We are empowering our kids along the way, but really the adult leadership is crucial. So with Kid Power, we are addressing both of those issues, actually. And before you get into um, more detail, just to validate something you said, uh, a couple of decades ago, someone asked legendary martial artist Chuck Norris, um, has he ever been, you know, assaulted on a street or what have you? And his response was that it's very seldom that someone who studies martial arts is ever approached or, or, or attacked because of the fact that they walk with a different level of confidence. And, it, and that kind of speaks to what you mentioned about how teaching children to walk aware and to walk confidently. Um, someone who's up to no good wants an easy target. And if you walk aware and if you walk confidently, um, you, you just taking yourself off of many, many lists uh, as being a target. So that, I think that kind of speaks to what you mentioned earlier. Yeah, exactly. And really, even in this day and age, just the basic idea of paying attention, walk, watching where you're going, being aware of your surroundings, not being distracted, trying to look at your smartphone while you're walking down the street. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, even this, it doesn't have to be extensive martial arts training or, or special specialty. You just have to pay attention to where you're going, be aware of your surroundings. And, yeah, if you can carry yourself with confidence, um, you're not going to look like an easy target and most likely will not get selected as a target. Absolutely. So um, at this time, you, you mentioned that you wanted to you know, go over several points, so... Uh, I'm leaving it to you at this point. Okay. Well, in the Article 8, the Face Bullying with Confidence, we have eight skills that kids can use right away. And I think it might be interesting just to talk about a couple of them. Um, learning to leave in a positive and powerful way is a really useful skill. Um, and the best self-defense tactic is is called target denial, which means don't be there. So this is where if you can see in advance that a problem is potentially developing, if you can perceive that and then vote with your feet and walk away, um, you can avoid a lot of problems in advance, which, of course, is the best way. You know, instead of winning a fight, you want to avoid the fight in the first place. Um, exactly. And also, if another child or a teenager, if another you know peer is being obnoxious or trying to start a fight, we talk about leaving in a positive way because you can just leave and say, see you later, you know, have a nice day. Staying calm is really important, not taking the bait because if you go back and forth with a verbal um, interaction, that can escalate into a physical fight. So it can actually be really powerful to let the other guy have the last word, um, you know, to, to realize I'm just going to get out of here. I'll let him feel like he's won whatever he's trying to start. Um, and also we do a lot of work in kid power with taking the power out of hurting words because people have been killed over insults, right? I mean, what mm. starts as insults back and forth can escalate into all kinds of violence. So that's a really challenging practice, but one that we do in kid power workshops is actually practice taking the power out of um, insults, epithets. Um, you know, they're terrible words to hear, but we can learn that they're just words. They're not worth getting in a fight over. They're not worth getting hurt for and certainly not dying over. Absolutely. So so one of the, one of the <laughs> I'm just thinking back when I was a kid, how hey, your mama was the, the way to try to really get the fight started. But <laughs> other than simply cursing or saying something derogatory, it was once you brought your mama in it, that's when a fight started. <laughs> 
Exactly. So, you know, people use that as, as an intentional, you know, trigger <laughs> uh, <laughs> phrase, you know, the insults, and that's where it can really pra- help to practice taking the, the power out of that or, you know, to telling your own, the children in your life, look, when someone starts that, it's okay to walk away. This isn't actually about your mom or your mother's honor. They're trying to start a fight, and your safest choice is to walk away. And then you can practice. Uh, with kids, say, okay, now we're going to practice and say an insult and have them practice walking away while you're doing it. And, you know, this is where the practice really helps because it's one thing to say this is what you should do, but then to go through the experience of actually doing it is uh, a much deeper form of learning. Absolutely. Okay, so those those are the first two. Let's do one more before we take a break. Okay. Um... I would say be persistent in getting help. Um, we teach kids, if you have a safety problem, get help from an adult, you know, not just an older brother or sister or a friend, but an adult who can do something about the situation. And you really, if the first adult is too busy or didn't hear you or doesn't understand the problem and how serious it is, then you need to talk to another adult. So in Kid Power Workshops, we will ask kids to think of three, three people who they can talk to you know, maybe one or two at home, one or two at school. And it's great if you're doing a workshop at school and the teachers can say, I want to hear about your problem if you have it, and I will take it seriously and I will help you. You know, to hear that message from the actual grown-ups in their lives is very powerful for kids. Excellent, excellent information. All right, at this time we need to take a short break, but stay tuned. We'll be back with more right after this. Welcome back to Educate on Talk Zone. Here's Dr. Jonathan Jefferson. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show and our discussion with our distinguished guest, Dr. Amy Tiemann, on the issue of kid power. If you'd like to join our conversation, the phone lines are open, 888-463-6748. That's 888-463-6748. We're taking your calls on Talk Zone. Uh, Dr. Tiemann, you, you mentioned how, uh, children should identify, you know, about, you know, three adults that they feel they can go to in the event they were bullied. I had a guest on, uh, a few weeks, uh, about a month ago, uh, uh, Bill Belzey from bullying.org. And one of the concerns he had is that oftentimes the adults don't know what to do and that, that can comp- compound the problem, the compound the problem. Um, uh, would you agree with that? And does, uh, is there training or resources in place for the adults so that they're more effective? Yes, this ties into the adult leadership aspect of the bullying problem, so I'm, I'm glad you've already been talking about that. Um, Irene van der Zand, the founder and director of Kid Power, and I, we've also team, teamed up for a project called Doing Right by Our Kids, which is about protect, protecting child safety at all levels of society, and we are actually trying to address the exact problem that uh, that you brought up, where we are creating new resources for grassroots activists, and the best grassroots activists are parents, um, safety resources, so that if you get into a situation as a parent or another grown-up in a kid's life and you don't know what to do or you uh, encounter resistance at the level of the school, for example, we want to help you get through that issue, and sometimes you even have to manage up where if the principal isn't taking it seriously, you need to get the parents to get the principal and the teachers 
on board. And I have a lot of empathy with that situation because you can imagine that's a really difficult situation. Uh, but when it comes to safety, we just we need to keep doing what we can to make this problem better and taking the problem very seriously, letting the kids in your life know your safety is important to me. I will do everything I can to help you. That's the important first step. Um, so parents can always give that message. Try to be as reassuring and listen to your kids. Be as calm and reassuring as possible. And then you can t- you can kind of take a pause and figure out what you need to do next. What resources do you need? What support? What allies? Are there other parents in the community who will work with you? Because a lot of times just feeling isolated and not knowing what to do is a very difficult part of, of the whole scenario. Yeah. Now, I, I found it interesting. Uh, my, my guest a month ago mentioned that his son, who was a, a big, a big young man, he's a, you know, six foot whatever, 200 something pounds, and yet he was actually bullied every day by a little girl on his way to the bus stop. You know, just, she would just start, you know, <laughs> get, you know, just, um, shouting derogative things at him as he walked to the bus stop. So, I think sometimes we think of bullying as somebody uh, physically superior in size and strength, bullying uh, 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 someone smaller when in reality it it takes on so many forms. And emotional bullying is is very destructive as well. So it doesn't have to be physical, and uh, different people have different vulnerabilities. You can imagine if someone had something that made them different, they might feel very sensitive to being teased about that. So, yes, uh, verbal emotional bullying can be very serious. And, and 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 in that regard, size doesn't matter. <laughs> right. So, um, so tell us about International Child Protection Month. We are really excited about this. Uh, Kid Power has started International Child Protection Month. It will be September, so just around the corner. Uh, but we've had a number of uh, organizations sign on, including My Gym, which is uh, a national chain of uh, of gyms for kids the Positive Coaching Alliance that works with sports teams and coaches, Hands and Voices, which is for um, hearing-impaired uh, community, or, sorry, the deaf community, and uh, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children is a partner. So we are inviting all organizations who want to support this effort and all individuals who want to support this effort to take the month of September to learn about uh, adult leadership that will protect and empower young people. And we have uh, a Kid Power Put Safety First commitment that we would like everyone to take. And if I can just read that, that just says, I will put the safety and well-being of young people ahead of anyone's embarrassment, inconvenience, or offense. That is the first step. That is actually the founding principle of Kid Power. And it turns out that, you know, first you might think embarrassment, inconvenience, and offense. How is that related to child safety? But those can really be the barriers to speaking up and doing something uh, because none of us likes to be embarrassed, none of us likes to offend somebody else, and none of us likes to inconvenience somebody else. So uh, realizing that you want to put safety first and get over those obstacles is the first step to take. Okay. And how can listeners learn more about International Child Protection Mom? Uh, we have a website developed in development for that. It is childprotectionmonth.org. And if you also go to kidpower.org, you can find it through that. And our goal is to reach at least, to get at least 50,000 people to be uh, taking the Put Safety First commitment. 
And we also have a Kid Power Protection Promise, which adults can make directly to their children. And uh, we have a poster with all this information on it that you can download from childprotectionmonth.org. But um, can I read you the Kid Power Protection Promise? Yeah, please do. This is, this is very, very powerful. So imagine the impact if every caring adult discussed this message with each of the young people in their lives. So this is directly from adults to kids to say, you are very, very important to me. If, I, if you have a safety problem, I want to know, even if I seem too busy, even if someone we care about will be upset, even if it is embarrassing, and even if you did a mistake, made a mistake, please tell me and I will do everything in my power to help you. Excellent. Now, all of the child protection information, is that going to be delivered via the Internet, or do you have other means to get this information out about Child Protection Month? Right now, with the first, since this is the first annual Child Protection Month, uh, we are getting started through the Internet, since that's the best way to uh, reach the whole world. So, mm-hmm. there for everyone who, who wants to join us. Okay. Now I'm curious. I'm going to sidetrack a little bit. In the work that you do over the, over the many years you've been, you know, working in this field, have you come across John Walsh the, of, uh, have you met him or had, uh, or had him at conferences? He's a gentleman from America's Most Wanted and, and now I believe he does, uh, some program, some new program with regards to going after, uh, uh, elusive predators, I guess, child predators. Uh, I'm certainly aware of him. I have not met him personally. Okay. I only asked that because um, Irene did share with me that you had an opportunity to meet uh, President Obama a couple of times. I did. That was one of the best experiences of my life, especially when I got to introduce my daughter to the President and First Lady as well. Wow. What was the topic? How did they, they come about uh, inviting you, or, or how was he invited to where you were? Tell us, tell us that, that amazing tale. <laughs> well, he has spent a lot of time in North Carolina uh, between 2008 and 2012 elections, and I was just volunteering, have been volunteering for his campaign since 2008. Um, this is all separate from Kid Power because Kid Power is a nonpartisan, nonpolitical organization. Mm-hmm. But um, I had a chance to be invited to the White House uh, to, for some volunteer thank you events and was able to take my daughter. And then last month, I also was at the the White House Conference on Working Families uh, just this past June and got to hear the President and First Lady talk about what they'd like to see uh, offered to help support working families in this country. Excellent, excellent. Okay, um, the, the reason I'm asking uh, questions uh, that are, are slightly sidetracked is because I want to save the our further discussion regarding do, do right by our kids for the bottom of the hour, which is only a few minutes away. Okay. So, um you are the executive editor of Courageous Parents, Confident Kids, Letting Go So You Both Can Grow. Can mm-hmm. you tell us a little more about that? Yes, this is sort of the bridge between my original work with Kid Power and then the current work with Doing Right by Our Kids. Uh, what happened is I wrote a book called Mojo Mom, which is about reinventing motherhood and helping women discover a new sense of self, renewed sense of self after becoming a mom. Because sometimes you can feel like, you know, who am I? now that I'm a parent, now that I'm a mother. And as the author of Mojo Mom, I just met so many other amazing authors. I had the Mojo Mom podcast for several years and just got to know really great experts in their own field. Um, 
And so I decided that I wanted to manifest that in the world as a real project and invited 12 other authors to contribute chapters to Courageous Parents, Confident Kids, uh, helping address some of the obstacles that prevent us from letting our kids grow up with freedom and independence. So whether it's lessening a mom's sense of worry and anxiety, you know, that free-floating worry that doesn't really serve any purpose, to um, a chapter on Internet safety by Linda Criddle, who's a wonderful Internet safety expert about how to say yes to your kids' online activities, how to do it safely, and a chapter with Irene Vonderson about kid power. So these skills are not things that we were taught as kids ourselves, almost universally. So I realized that we can't just say to parents, now it's your job to teach kids how to be in the world safely. We actually have to give the skills to parents and to kids so that everybody is on board. This is a big generational change. It's a big kind of turning of of the social wheel where we realize safety is really important and a priority. And also at the same time, we do want our kids to be independent and to, to grow up feeling that they can tackle the world, move about the world with confidence. So uh, Courageous Parents, Confident Kids is a book that addresses all those issues. Okay. Now, I'm I'm curious, how does Kid Power attack? Because if, if Kid Power started 25 years ago, it really started ahead of the cyberbullying wave. So how has Kid Power adjusted and how do they a- approach uh, empowering kids or, or, or teaching kids and parents with regards to uh, cyberbullying? That is a wonderful question. And the great thing about Kid Power skills is they are core basic skills that can be applied to almost any situation, and the Internet is a great example since, as you said, it, wasn't, it didn't even exist in 1989. But we want kids to let their parents know what their online activities are, to you know, be kind of co-pilots on that, to have parents know the passwords and logins if necessary, right, in case of any kind of emergency. And then we have a technology use contract that uh, we ask, parents and kids to go through together to sign and we've actually found that teenagers really like they really take it seriously you might think oh are they you know are they going to take it seriously well our experience has been that they do and so being proactive being involved um and this can be a challenge for parents to learn the new technology right you have to to be on board but you know have your kids show up to and make sure they're staying in the in the safe end of the pool as it were um, and I found that, you know, my daughter, her online activities have been a lot more positive than I would have expected. You know, there are some really great communities, really great uh, ways to interact online. And so, and it's it's a fact of life, and even younger and younger these days. Um, so I don't envy parents that we have all these evolving challenges, and I'm right in there with you, um, you know, trying to keep up, up with it in my own life as well. Yeah, and I can uh, I can also uh, add my personal validation to the fact that teens do respond positively to contracts. I had a very challenging. My son was very challenging. He's in his mid twenties now, but he he not before he drove me mad. Um, and when he he became a teenager, but by the time he was in his uh, probably seventeen years old, we actually sat down and signed a contract, and I was amazed at to the extent to which you actually adhere to the contract. So. Yeah, it can really help to talk about ahead of time, including, you know, 
always tell me if you have a problem. We will solve the problem first and make sure you're safe, and then we'll figure out, you know, what we need to do about limiting that activity in the future. Exactly. Uh, Dr. Tiemann, at this time, we need to take another short break. But stay tuned. We'll be back with more right after this. 